0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. And go for Mike Slater in three, two, one. You're listening to Mike Slater, part of the next generation of talk radio, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Slater
1: Crusaders, America's the greatest country in the world. Happy Saturday. Thank you for being here. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. Want to just get this out of the way here real quick. I, I don't think I mentioned this last week, um, but I, I have a book. I wrote a book. It's out now. It's called How to Change Someone's Mind. It's available on ebook and uh, paperback on Amazon. Uh, how to change someone's mind. Someone on Facebook asked me if what it's about. Uh, I think they were joking, but just in case, it's about how to change someone's mind. I'll tell you real quick what it's not about because I don't want you to, to get it and be very disappointed. It's not about how to win an argument. Uh, after 10 years of radio, I've, I've learned how to win an argument. You talk louder and sound more confident. Ben Shapiro a couple of years ago, and I like Ben Shapiro. Don't get me wrong when I say this, but Ben Shapiro wrote a book called uh, something like eleven rules to destroy a leftist, or something. Uh, that's that's fine if you want to win an argument. That's not what this is. This is about really changing someone's mind. Uh, it's not necessarily about politics. It is. I got a couple of political examples in there, obviously, but it could be about religion. It could be about anything. Um, so it's a very short read. I wrote it to be uh, read in an hour. So you can read it in about an hour and you can put it to use right away uh so i'd love it if you pick it up and and let me know what you think and really I'm, i'm looking forward to some uh awesome success stories as you think of that one person in your life who you've never been able to change their mind how can you do it uh it can be done and i think this book has some uh some insight that will help you so again how to change someone's mind amazon ebook paperback up right now ready to roll so coming up we're going to talk about uh slavery we're gonna talk about what ended slavery specifically and why that matters a lot uh we're gonna talk so have you ever heard someone say uh oh this is we're a racist country because the constitution said that black people are three-fifths of a person have you heard that that proves that we're racist because at our core, at our founding, the founding fathers thought that black people were were less than a whole person. And blah, blah blah. We are going to uh, get rid of that talking point with the truth. We're going to do that coming up as well. I was going to start with that actually, but I decided last minute to start with this instead because we talk a lot about how the media uh, and and just most people pay attention to meaningless stuff it's the difference between news entertainment and news very different things a good example of that is yesterday sean spicer i got into work yesterday on my local show and i looked up and all the tvs were talking about sean spicer and i thought oh geez does this matter at all can anyone give me on a scale of zero to a hundred a hundred being like a terrorist attack downtown uh and and oj simpson's parole being a 10 can anyone tell me why Sean Spicer resigning is anything higher than a zero on the importance scale? But the media has to talk about it all day. First of all, it gives him a quick breather from Russia, which also doesn't matter. But uh, it's just, uh, Trump's team's in turmoil, right? That's what, it doesn't matter at all, like zero. It's just news entertainment doing their thing. So that's a very micro level, uh, but also at a macro level. I think we're all, and I've been missing the two biggest issues in the world today and two biggest issues in the world for the next 25, 50 years. And that is artificial intelligence and demographics. Now I know Glenn Beck has talked uh, a bit uh, about artificial intelligence. Uh, I did a, we talked about it for two hours on my local show last week and there's, Oh, there's plenty more to, to talk about with that. Uh, Everything else is dependent on these two things. Let me say it again. Everything, everything you're thinking of right now that you think is important is, and it may be, oh, what I'm saying, what you, what you think is important may be important too. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying everything you're thinking about is dependent on artificial intelligence and demographics. Those two things set the tone and stage and are the foundation for anything else that we need to talk about. I'll save AI for another day. And obviously Glenn touches on it. Uh, I want to talk about demographics here on my local show. I talked about demographics for a segment a few weeks ago. Someone recommend that I read the book uh, America alone by Mark Stein, who I love. It's fantastic so far, maybe three quarters through. And it's mostly about demographics. Let me share one thing. Um, I was talking to someone the other day who just got back from Iraq, runs a website called com, and he got back to some, from some towns in Iraq that are completely destroyed, were completely destroyed by ISIS, coming in driving out the Christians. They went house to house and they marked the homes of Christians with the Arabic letter N, N for Nazarene. That's what they call Christians. Jesus from Nazareth, they call him Nazarenes. So they marked it with an N, no different than how the Nazis marked the homes of Jews with the Star of David and the letter J for Jude, uh, marking these homes uh, to be killed, the people inside to be killed. So full-on Christian genocide going on in the Middle East right now against Christians. And I was talking to this guy in um, Ezra Levant, and we talked about how Egypt, Egypt used to be a Christian country. Istanbul in Turkey used to be called Constantinople, named after the Emperor Constantine. The Hagia Sophia was a cathedral, now it's a mosque. These used to be Christian parts of the world until Muslim imperialists took them over around 600 700 when Islam was invented. Muhammad took over a smaller area. The first caliphate doubled it, and the second caliphate took over. It uh, you know, doubled that again. There's nothing inherently Muslim about these areas. When we think Middle East, we think, oh, yeah, that's where the Muslims live. Or that's, right, that, that's, the, that's Islam there. That's the Islam place. Mm, no, there's, there's nothing that's never been the case until around 600, 700. But there were religions there, Judaism, Christianity, many other religions that we don't know of today that were there well before Islam was there. So there's nothing inherently Muslim about these areas. It's just that Muslims are winning the jihad in these areas. Now, that being said, they're not stopping and they are winning the demographics battle. And that is all that matters right now because all they have to do is wait. Let me give you some proof. You've seen the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, I'm sure. Or other movies where you have these uptight, you have an uptight, waspy American guy dating a girl from a giant Italian family or giant Greek family. And the guy who's the only child meets the girl's family for the first time and hilarity ensues. Right? So the birth rate that a country needs to maintain its population over time is 2.1 births per woman. Now, just to get the math out of the way here, you're thinking, hold on 2.1 births. That doesn't make sense. Uh, that's over all the women in the country. So, uh, let's say you had 10 women and nine of them had two babies and one of them had three babies. That's 2.1 births per woman. woman right so that's what you need in order to maintain the population of a country anything less than that and the population of the country is decreasing so what's the birth rate we'll start with western countries italy has a fertility rate of 1.2 spain 1.1 greece 1.3 Ireland, 1.9; Australia, 1.7; Canada, 1.5; Germany, Austria, 1.3; Russia, a dying power, 1.2. Again, anything less than 2.1 is going down. These countries are having every generation. The, gen- the population of the country is being cut in half every generation. Think about it: two adults have one baby. Right? Eventually, those two adults die. That one baby's left. Right? The, the population's cut in half by 2050. of Italians will have no brother, no sister, no cousin, no aunt, no uncle. By 2050, there will be no such thing as the big Italian family. Now on the flip side, Niger, 7.4 births per woman. Mali, 7.4. Somalia, 6.7. Afghanistan, 6.6. Yemen, 6.5. Notice what these countries have in common. In the words of Mark Stein, they start with the letter I and end with slam. Why does this matter? Two points. Have you ever ever wondered why England was able to build so vast an empire? You know, we always hear about Western imperialism and colonialism. And in college campuses, they talk about how uh, we're all horrible. You're horrible because of Western imperialism as if no other empire has ever existed. The reason the English empire was so vast is because two reasons. First, it happened to come at the time when naval power was able to spread around the world. The Mongols around 1200, they tried to take there in China and Mongolia. They tried to take and, and approaching Europe. They tried to take over Japan, but they couldn't because they couldn't build a navy that could get over there. So there was no overseas power prior to England because there was no navy that could do it. But England around that time had a navy and they could do it. Other people would have done it, but England was just the first. Second reason why England was able to build an empire overseas is they had the population to do it. Why? England was the first nation in the world to conquer the infant mortality rate. By 1820, because of improvements in hygiene and medicine, half the British population was under the age of 15. Let me say it again. 1820, half the British population was under the age of 15 so england had surplus manpower to settle in canada and australia and new zealand and they could set up administration and bureaucracies uh, and business influences in the west indies and africa and and all over the world because they were a young country fortunately for us and for the world it was england who did this first imagine if the first country in the world to conquer infant mortality was yemen or saudi arabia And those countries spread around the world first. Today, what countries are young? In America, only 21% of the people in this country are under the age of 15. Only 21%. Saudi Arabia, 39% are under 15. Pakistan, 40%. Yemen, 47%. These countries have a lot of young people. We have a lot of old people. These young people are going to be sent around the world one way or another, and it's already happening. Do you know the most popular boy's name in England? I asked for my wife the other day. I said, "Honey, what do you think the uh, the most popular boy's name is in England?" She said, "Henry." I said, "Nope." She said, "Edward." Nope. William. Nope. Mohammed. Most popular boy's name in Belgium. Mohammed. Most popular boy's name in Amsterdam. Mohammed. Most popular boy's name in Sweden. Mohammed. How could the most popular boy's name in Sweden be Mohammed? The world is the way it is today because England was a young nation in the 18th century. The young nations today are Muslim countries and the Western countries are dying, literally demographically dying. So when Trump talks about Western civilization, which I know we've talked a lot about the last few weeks since he was in Poland, Western civilization is offing itself. Back during the plague, one-third of Europeans died. Today, we're doing more than that voluntarily by not having enough kids. And this isn't just me saying this. I'll take a break after this. we got a lot more to talk about this, but i got to take a break. Muammar Gaddafi, of course, he was the head of Libya. Uh, Libya, by the way, used to be a Christian country. In 2006, he said, quote, we have 50 million Muslims in Europe. There are signs that Allah will grant Islam victory in Europe without swords, without guns, and will turn it into a Muslim continent within a few decades. What do you think he's talking about? He's talking about demographics. In uh, Braveheart, that's what the king says. He says, we're going to breed them out. Meaning we're just going to take them over and we're going to, we're going to go and, and invade. And not, we're not going to invade in the traditional sense. We're going to go in and we're just going to have more kids in them. And in due time, we will breed them out. one we will keep this going next. Mike Slater, show the Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word.
0: This is Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: So is not what I shared, like, do you ever hear anyone talk about that? Do do you see how it's kind of important? Now on the flip side, what do I mean by, oh, and I have some more stuff I want to share about demographics too. I just wanted to divert just for a split second here. Um, Do you see what I mean by wasting time on meaningless things too? Global warming, for instance you have all these fake outrages for the last couple hundred years. There's some scientists that did a testimony in front of the Senate uh, a couple years back and they outlined 26 different alarmist movements in history from uh, in 1798. They thought all the trees were going to die. Global cooling, secondhand smoke causes cancer, which it doesn't listeria and cheese, salmonella and eggs, fluoride and drinking water, all these, these alarmist things. And none of them came true. None of them. And global warming is another one. You have all these fake worries. 1968, Paul Ehrlich, and you know we've talked about this, Glenn has too, said this is 1968. He said that in the 1970s, hundreds of millions of people are going to starve to death. 1972, the Club for Rome said that we're going to run out of gold, mercury, tin, petroleum, lead, copper, and natural gas all by 1990. 1977, Jimmy Carter said that the reserves of all the oil in the world will be gone by the next decade. None of those things happened. Not even close. We have more gold, mercury, tin, petroleum, lead, gas, Mm -hmm. copper than than we did in 1968. None of those things happened. But what did happen from 1970 to 2000 is the developed world, the Western world, went from 30% of the world's population to 20%, and the population of Muslim countries increased from 15% to 20%. So you have this, Massive distraction with global warming saying like our governor did and we'll play this clip in the next segment, governor Jerry Brown in California that we're all going to be extinct if we don't raise the price of gasoline in California again, not another 12 cents. Literally humanity depends on raising the price of gasoline again. When in reality, humanity depends on Western civilization. The problem is all we do is rip on Western civilization. Mark Stein, again, in this book, America Alone, I definitely recommend it. He quotes a Muslim leader in Pakistan who was quoted in the Daily Telegraph in England as saying, the Americans love Pepsi Cola, we love death. Meanwhile, a British novelist, a white woman, said, I detest Coca-Cola, I detest burgers, I detest American imperialism and American triumphalism about victories it didn't even win. So, Many Muslims in Muslim countries hate us and progressives hate us, but the best part is they all hate us for different reasons. They hate us for different reasons and yet for every reason. The fanatical Muslim hates America because we're all about lap dancing and gay rights. The secular Europeans hate us because we're all born again Christians hung up on abortion. And the anti-Semites hate us because America is too controlled by the Jews. So we're too Jewish, too Christian, and too godless all at the same time. (laughs) This is why the left has embraced environmentalism. I hope I can explain this well in a minute. Um, If we were a traditional superpower, then we would be looking for countries to invade and take over, as has happened all throughout history. And if that were the case, we would be a threat to India or France or whatever country we wanted to take over. But we're not a threat to these people or places. So the left had to make up a threat. Not, we're not a threat to some country or some people over there or whoever. We're a threat to the entire planet. No, no, no. We're a threat to the entire galaxy. I want to quote Al Gore here, 2006. He wrote this in an essay. He literally wrote this out. He said, we are recklessly dumping so much carbon dioxide into the Earth's atmosphere that we have literally changed the relationship between the earth and the sun altering the balance of energy between our planet and the rest of the universe (laughs) are you kidding now of course there's no way to prove such lunacy right where's the uh where's the graph for the rest of the universe for for our blanket what did he say our blanket of energy, our, bal- our balance of energy. Where's, where's the balance of energy graph for the rest of the universe from 1850 to today so we can compare it? It <laughs> doesn't exist. But environmentalism is embraced by people who have been raised to hate Western civilization and hate America because we're not a threat to other countries. But to them, they've invented this. We're a threat to the galaxy. Just something to beat ourselves up about.
0: This is Mike Slater part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. 888 Mike Slater
1: is on. All right, as promised, here's the governor of California, Jerry Brown, talking in front of the U.S. Senate here about global warming. we got to, uh, it's about, they've increased the tax, cap and trade, or extended the cap and trade tax, which adds another 12 cents to the price of gasoline here in California, which is already the highest in the country for many reasons. And they just raised the gas tax a couple weeks ago. Another, I think, 12 cents again, too. Anyway, it'll never be enough, but here's the governor. Climate change is real. It is a threat to organized human existence. Maybe not in my life. I'll be dead. What am I, 79? Do I have five years more? Do I have 10 years more? 15? I don't know. 20? I don't know. I don't know what that long. But most of you people, when I look out here, a lot of you people are going to be alive. And you're going to be alive in a horrible uh, situation that you're going to see mass migrations, Vector diseases, forest fires. So I'm not here about some cockamamie legacy that people talk about. This isn't for me. I'm going to be dead. It's for you. It's for you. It's damn real. So I just ask you, take it seriously and give us that vote. A threat to organized human existence. (laughs) He's said stuff like this before. The existence of humanity rests on... California increase in the price of gas by 12 cents, which will result in less people, you know, less, less miles driven, less ac- economic output. And he thinks this will result in a lowering of the temperature of the planet. <laughs> what the heck? And I love that argument though, that it lays out there because there's no comeback. I, 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 the left is so good at this coming up with arguments that, You have nothing, there's nothing you could possibly come back with. I saw um, last weekend was the gay pride parade here in San Diego. And I saw some people wearing shirts at the pride parade that said, all you need is love. All you need is love in support of, I'm not really not sure, gay marriage, I guess. Even though that's already legal. So I'm not sure why we have pride parades anymore. But anyway, all you need is love. (laughs) Like, okay. They've now set the debate on those terms. Love. So you have two choices if you're a good person who loves people, then you have to support gay marriage. If you don't support gay marriage, then you don't love people, you hate people. They've set the terms of a now unwinnable debate. Same with Jerry Brown, if you don't support cap and trade taxes, if you don't support his political policy, then you want floods and forest fires and disease and mass migration. (laughs) And then he does this whole, this whole, oh, I'm so righteous, this isn't even about me. This isn't about me, this is about you routine. but those arguments that he makes, they're unprovable. If mass migration, which by the way is happening, people from Latin America into California, that like that mass migration is going on. But anyway, if mass migration like he's talking about doesn't happen, then he'll take credit because he'll say, oh, good thing we raised the taxes. If that does happen, then he'll blame you because you didn't do enough. So you can't win. He always wins. That's what happens when you set the terms. And I wish president Trump would get back to setting the terms of debates too. Alas, this is all meaningless. It's all about demographics. It's all about everything is dependent on this. It's entirely about the rise of Muslim nations and the suicide of Western nations. I mean, suicide intellectually, morally, and demographically. We proved in the last segment that the birth rate of Western nations is well below what it needs to remain stable remain stable is 2.1 births per woman and European nations are 1.1 1.2 1.3 Japan's the worst meanwhile Muslim nations are six seven births per woman this I'm, I'm not making predictions here this is reality this is what it is right now we're in the middle of it now but you may be thinking oscillator who cares what's the big deal all right um what if instead of England conquering infant mortality back in the 18th, 18th century and, and having a, a lot of people that they could spread around the world and, you know, at the beginning of naval power, so they could spread around the world and spread Western philosophies, Western ideologies, Western rule of law, etc. What if instead of England doing that in the 18th century, what if Saudi Arabia was the first? What if Saudi Arabia was the first to, to conquer infant mortality so they had a young population, now, what if Saudi Arabia was the first to have naval power? So they traveled to America first. What if the first colonists in America were, were from Saudi Arabia? Do you, do you think your life would be different? Do you think your life would be different today if Saudi Arabia was the first country to be able to sail around the world? Now I can tell you exactly how much worse your life would be. Every couple of years, there's an organization that ranks the freedom of nations based on a bunch of different metrics of the eight lowest countries. So the eight least free countries, five of them were Muslim countries of all the 46 Muslim countries. Only three are considered free Benin, Serbia, Montenegro, and Suriname. So those are not exactly influential nations, which means the other 43 Muslim nations are not classified as free freedom of the press freedom of speech freedom of ideas freedom of movement freedom of religion so where are the children of the future going to come from not greece not italy not germany not even america the people that not china not russia certainly not russia they're going to come from people at, who are very much at odds with the modern world. I'll prove this. I, w- I want to prove how fast this will happen. Yemen today has 27 million people. Yemen has 27 million people. Russia has 144 million. Russia is much bigger than Yemen. Many more people, 27 million in Yemen to 144 million. Goodness gracious. In two generations, two Yemen will have more people than Russia. If you calculate the birth rate of Yemen today and the, which is, which is a seven and the birth rate of Russia today, which is 1.2, two generations. Yemen will have more people than Russia. Russia's population is going down. Yemen's is exploding. So who do you want to be the superpower of the world? Western nations who believe in the rule of law and universalism and freedom of speech and individual rights or the Muslim world, which believes in zero of those things. Zero. Do you think your life is better now having America being founded by the British based on British values? Or do you think we would have been better off founded by the Saudis? Now think about the future of the planet. Demographics give you a pretty clear picture. All right, one more segment I want to do on this, but I'll end with the words of Mark Stein. He said, one can cite examples of remote backward tribes who expire upon contact with the modern world, right? So you see these tro- tribes that are remote, you know, in, I can say in uh, the Aztecs, right? And they come in contact with the modern world and those who have gunpowder win. Right? But for the modern world to expire in favor of the backward tribe, is a turn of events that future anthropologists will ponder as we do the fall of Rome. Demographics. You know, people freak freaked out when Ralph Nader got, I don't even know what it was 4% of the vote in whatever election he ran in. What are people going to think when, in America but first in the in the in European countries when those Muslim kids which make up a majority of the of the youth in England and all these other countries again number one name in England is Mohammed what are we gonna do in a generation when 40% of the people in England who vote are Muslim or <laughs> 50% or 60% you think the world's gonna change 93 I got one more point on this next. Mike Slater show the Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. Mike Slater.
0: We'll continue in a moment on the Blaze Radio Network. is Mike Slater.
1: Slider for Slater Crusader. So it's all about demographics. You're going to hear me talk a lot more about it. As, as I said, I think everything else depends on uh, artificial intelligence and demographics. So you're going to hear a lot more about those things moving forward because everything else depends on these two things. I'll make one last point here on demographics and we'll move on. Uh, Japan is in the worst shape. Japan's in absolute the worst shape and they're a good case study because they have no immigration to increase their or, or stabilize their population. So we can look at Japan to see where our future is. More adult diapers are sold in Japan every year than baby diapers. There are so few kids being born that there are very few obstetricians. Why would a doctor become an obstetrician if there's no business? So there's one island, Oki Island in particular, where the maternity ward is open on Mondays at 10 a.m. That's when the obstetrician flies in to help moms give birth. If you happen to give birth at any other time of the week, then you're out of luck. Birthing is a dying business in Japan. Now, again, Japan has no immigration and there are no Muslims in Japan. So no one's going to take over from within Japan, right? There's just going to be fewer Japanese people. Mark Stein's book, he talks about how modern infrastructure, let's say sewer infrastructure, is in big trouble because not enough people are flushing their toilets it was made for more people. Never have we had this problem before. Usually the problem is how are we going to expand our infrastructure to, to accommodate more people? Now it's how are we going to decrease our infrastructure to accommodate fewer people? And sewer systems in the West require a certain number of people to be flushing their toilets all the time to keep it flowing, right? But if there's fewer people, what are they gonna do now? This is an imam in Norway. 2006, he said, just look at the development within Europe where the number of Muslims is expanding like mosquitoes. Every Western woman in the EU is producing on average 1.4 children. Every Muslim woman in these countries is producing 3.5 children. Our way of thinking will prove more powerful than yours. Indeed it will. Now in the meantime, we in the West are more than happy In the name of tolerance to hand over any self-respect we have left in Austria, Muslims demand that all female teachers, whether you're Muslim or Christian or atheist or whatever, to wear headscarves in class. The Muslim Council of Britain wants to end Holocaust Day because it only focuses on the alleged Nazi Holocaust and not not on, on Israel's Holocaust of Palestinians. There are women's only tables in libraries, swimming pools, public swimming pools have Muslim-only times when men and women can can swim at separate times. I want to go to Spain and Seville. This is very similar to how we tear down statues of Robert E. Lee in Seville, Spain. King Ferdinand III is no longer the patron saint of a major festival that they have there because King Ferdinand III fought for Spanish independence from the Moors. Who are the Moors? The Moors were Muslims who in 700 invaded what is now today Spain and Portugal. Remember how we talked about how Egypt used to be a Christian country? Well, Spain was a Christian country, and then it was a Muslim country when the Muslim imperialists came in. Fortunately, King Ferdinand III drove the Muslims out, and now, not a Muslim country anymore. Anyway, it is now a Muslim country because we have to erase all memory of him in Spain because it's insensitive to Muslims. Think about how insane that is. (laughs) This is, this is even worse than Robert E. Lee statues because at least in America, we're all one country now, but Spain won the war. Right. And now by the new invading army of Muslims, they were able to get Spain to remove that part of their history, all based on tolerance and how that's offensive. He's offensive. Unbelievable. (laughs) So do with this what you want, I'll end here. We'll end this conversation for today on this. This is Ben Franklin. During the American Revolution, he wrote to a British friend. He said, if you flatter yourselves with beating us into submission, you know neither the people nor the country here in America. He said, Britain, at the expense of three million pounds, has killed 150 Yankees. That's 20,000 pounds a head. And during that same time, 70,000 children have been born in America. From this data, his mathematical head will easily calculate the time and expense necessary to kill us all. So Ben Franklin's writing to his British friends saying, listen, you just spent a ton of money and you killed like no one. At that rate, how much money is it going to cost you to kill all of us? Especially because in the meantime, we've had 60,000 births. Do the math. Well, Muslim leaders have done the math. There's no way the Muslim world can 9-11 us into submission. They did the math and figured that out. But they can outlast us. And they can outbirth us. And that's exactly what they're planning on doing. 1-88-933-93. one 88 93 Slater Radio on Twitter. Uh, I wanna come back and I want to talk about slavery in America. How it ended. You know, we've been talking about you know what was America what would America be like if Saudi Arabia founded us. Um, well there'd probably still be slavery. One example so i want to talk about how slavery ended how it really ended and it ended because of america oh it's controversial i'll prove it next mike slater show the blaze radio network spread the word
0: you're listening to mike slater on the blaze radio network